Welcome to the With You Always podcast, brought to you by Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. Here we invite followers of Jesus Christ to share reflections and wisdom from the journey. Our hope is to instill a recognition that God is indeed with us always. Today, Lois Heron, writer and blogger from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, shares what God is doing in her life. Greetings, friends. Hear the word of the Lord from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 7. A centurion had a slave who was ill and about to die, and he was valuable to him. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. They approached Jesus and strongly urged him to come, saying, He deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was only a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not consider myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning, said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. This gospel passage is a powerful model of faith. It is so poignant that a rendition of the centurion's request of Jesus is included in the communion rite before the liturgy of the Eucharist in the Mass. We pray together the Lord's Prayer where we ask for God's kingdom to come into us. We ask for the bread of life to be our portion. And we ask forgiveness for our trespasses and deliverance from the onslaught of the enemy of our soul. Closing by declaring, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. And then we kneel before the feast of our salvation, Christ's body and blood, perceived as bread and wine. Just after our priest has consecrated the bread and wine, he holds up the host before us and proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. We pray, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be saved, just before receiving the real presence of Christ in his body and blood, soul and divinity in the form of bread and wine. Friends, does that moment in the Mass get to you as it does to me every time? I am indeed a prideful sinner. 
in need of the mystery of this saving nourishment in the form of bread and wine. In truth, we are all centurions and slaves, at once ensnared by the power of sin in our fallen world. What can we observe in this narrative that will increase our faith as we pray the Mass? We see that the centurion had power and authority over the people because of his position in the Roman occupation of Israel. His character is revealed in his concern for his sick servant, and even more importantly, in the great esteem he had for Jesus. On the other hand, Jesus had power and authority beyond human understanding. We aren't sure exactly what the centurion expected other than immediate relief from his problem. But his faith in the so-called Messiah made all the difference in the world for the centurion and his servant. What was in the centurion's mind and heart that opened the door for the centurion's servant to be healed from his suffering? It was the humble acknowledgement that he was helpless. And aren't we all? The acknowledgement that he was not worthy opened before him the way of salvation for his servant, but also, I believe, for himself. No one can encounter Jesus and walk away the same as they were before. The disposition of our soul toward Jesus determines our faith and trust in the eternal truth that his passion and sacrifice are our salvation, our healing, our hope. This truth is why we kneel in prayer in the worship of the Mass and as well in the moment-by-moment surges of our heart toward the reality of the cross. St. James wrote, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord that, that he shall lift you up. The crucifix is the symbol of the central truth of our faith. Christ suffered death, hell, and the grave for the sake of humanity, and now he intercedes before the Father for us. That should humble us. I need to be reminded that the power and might in Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection are enough to answer my deepest longings. For this week in particular, I have knelt before him asking for relief for my family, for my children and grandchildren's suffering as we walk together through the long valley of the shadow of death. My ability as a mother and grandmother to comfort is only through Christ's saving grace at work in my suffering and my family's suffering. And so I humbly bow and say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter my roof. Only say the word and my loved ones shall be comforted. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
Hi everyone, my name is Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to encourage you to check out our online community at sushipe.co. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O. At sushipe.co, we're constantly offering free book studies, self-guided mini retreats, opportunities for family fun, prayer, and more. If you're interested in engaging with a community of individuals who are desiring to grow deeper in their spiritual lives, check out sushipe.co and get involved today.